I know what you're thinking. Why do I need cards to explain the rules? My kids know what I expect of them. But do they really? Welcome to The Noodle Nook, a podcast for teachers where we break down the best tips, tricks, and tools to help educators teaching students with complex access needs and significant disabilities, including autism. I'm Io, your host, and I help teachers create the classroom of their dreams with practical strategies and actionable steps that won't leave you feeling overwhelmed. Let's jump into this episode. I love being in the classroom, but something happens in the fall to our students, and I don't know exactly what causes it. Maybe it's a hangover from Halloween candy or the anticipation of winter break and the holidays, but things get a little nuts right around this time of year, don't they? It feels like chaos is reigning supreme, and all of your students are whirling around the classroom like little mini tornadoes. Yes, it's true. We have behaviors in our classroom, but that is exactly why we need to have visual rule cards. Okay, so let's talk about a visual rule card here for a second. They are just a really simple tool that you can use in special education or in general ed classes as well that just illustrate and reinforce specific rules and expectations. They are super short, straightforward, and to the point. Sometimes they have visual representations to go along with them, like an icon or a picture or an image, but sometimes it's just the words. And remember here, the primary purpose of this card is to have a clear and tangible reference for students to help you reinforce the expectations you have in your classroom and make it super easy for them to understand them, remember them, and then follow them. What's the them? the rules. Follow the rules. (laughs) So remember, when we have visuals like this, it really does help us bridge that gap with special education students who might have a hard time with verbal language or auditory processing. Using these types of visual supports helps promote consistency, reduce misunderstandings, and really bring about more positive behaviors in the classroom. And uh, let's face it, we all need that, right? (laughs) Okay, so now that we have a clear understanding of what a visual rule card is, let's get down to why they are a super valuable addition to your teaching toolkit, especially when you're a special ed teacher working with students who benefit from added visuals and you want the ability to reinforce the rules without having to use too much language. So let's cut to the chase. Why are visual rule cards so helpful? First off is the clarity factor. Because they are so explicit and easy to comprehend, it becomes very, very clear what the rules are and you are leaving no room for ambiguity, right? Second point is consistency. Because you have these kind of tactily on hand, you're able to really be consistent in reinforcing the rules, reminding students of the rules, and making sure that rules are consistent between students who are going to different spaces or different students who are coming into a single space. So you really just get this consistency factor. Third reason is independence. Yes, the goal of all special ed, we want our students to be more independent. And sometimes that means that they have to take responsibility for their behavior and self-monitor and self-regulate. So when you have the rules so visual and easy to access, it just makes it so much simpler for students to follow the rules. Fourth reason is accessibility. When we create visual rule cards and include those pictures or icons, 
It really does make it more accessible to students who have difficulties with language or verbal communication, which makes it more inclusive for all students, including those with special needs. And the last reason is because it does help to reduce anxiety. For students who do have special needs or struggle with anxiety, knowing the expectations can actually help them feel a little more calm, which creates a more comfortable learning environment. So that reduction of anxiety actually not only works for the students, but also works a little bit for us too. So clearly there are a lot of benefits to having a visual rule card for your students. Honestly, it's one of those things that I really do suggest having printed and ready to go within your classroom because so many different types of students benefit from having a visual rule card. If you are working with students who are special needs, they are super helpful because they're clear, accessible, and have visual supports. If you are working with students who are early elementary, who are, you know, in the early stages of their education, they benefit from visual cues so much and you know you are always reminding anyway, so you might as well have a tool to help you do that. For English language learners who might be struggling with language barriers, having a rule card is just clear, straightforward with visual support, and it kind of transcends language barriers, so super helpful there. If you are working with students who have behavior challenges, how many times do you want to say, keep your hands to yourself, right? So when you have a visual rule card, you just have this extra tool to use to help with behavior management and offer a very clear guideline with very clear expectations in a visual format. If you are working with students who have autism, visual supports like rule cards are an integral part of working with them for, for so many different types of students on the autism spectrum. And it really does help to reduce anxiety and sometimes help with creating more positive behaviors and reducing struggles during transition, which is so great. And then, well, honestly, visual rule cards really can support pretty much any student in your classroom. They are an inclusive tool. So that means whether you're special ed, general ed, older students, younger students, if you are struggling with implementation and following of the rules, you might need a visual rule card, right? These are the types of visual aids that support all students in their daily routine. And they kind of go across all age groups and content and um, classification. So we should definitely think more about making sure we have these around, right? Okay, okay, so I've sold you here, right? You're all on board for visual rule cards. And if you wanna see exactly what that looks like, pop over to noodlenook.net and in the search box, type visual rule card and you will find a post with a few images so that you can see exactly what that looks like. All right, so here's a couple of tips on how to implement a visual rule card. First off, <laughs> you wanna print the cards, right? You wanna print a card that has rules, somewhere between two and five rules. Um, honestly, five is probably the most that you should have. Any more than that, it can be a little cumbersome. I actually prefer to have a rule card where the rules can be removed and put back on. So either with Velcro or with tape or you know in a sleeve or something so that I can make changes to the rule card depending on the student, depending on the time of year, depending on the activity and to make it really easy. When I use Velcro, I just Velcro the non-used rules on the back so I can grab them really easy and put them on the front of the board as needed. So that comes to the second part here. You are going to choose your rules. So really reflect because you don't have a ton, right? You got like two to five, um, probably about three. If you had to pick the three most important rules that your student sometimes struggles with remembering or sometimes struggles with applying, what rules would you choose? 
And remember here, the rules in the bathroom are probably not the same rules that you would use in PE, which are not the same rules that you use in social situations. So you want to choose rules that are appropriate for the student in the situation to which you're going to use them. Next, you are going to introduce the rule cards to your student and kind of explain what they're for and what the visual rules are, what the images mean, so that you can make sure that your students really understand what's on those cards. You are also going to review those cards as often as possible before you kind of get started to make sure that your student understands the meaning and the significance of every rule. And honestly, this step is crucial, right? You can't say it once and forget it. You're going to revisit the rules on your rule card over and over again. I like to reference the rules on the rule card as we transition and before we start the next task. And then somewhere during the task, I like to pause for a second and catch my students doing or following one of the rules on the card. Which brings us to the last step, and that is to use positive praise, right? When I catch a student following the rules, I want to celebrate. I want to give a lot of positive praise for the specific rule that they're following. So I might say, great job keeping your hands to yourself, Deja, or wow, Brayden, you followed the raise your hand rule perfectly. By giving that extra positive praise, we really hit home how much fun it is to follow the rules. For even more behavior management, um, you may consider pairing a rule card with a token board. That way, as you find these moments for positive praise, you actually can give a tangible tracker or a tangible reward to the student for doing the right thing, like following the rules that are and the expectations for them. So I love a token board that kind of embeds rules together. That way a student knows exactly what they're working for and ex knows exactly what the expectations are and you are really easily able to pay them for that positive behavior. So really capitalize on all of your visuals by stacking them together because ultimately that really does support student success. Okay, so I hate to break it to you. <laughs> While a visual rule card is a super powerful tool for behavior management, there are still going to be times when things don't go as smooth as expected. I know, life in the classroom, right? We're teachers. Nothing is perfect, especially the first few times that we're trying it out. So it's really essential to have a plan in place for when things do not go right. So let me give you a few pointers here if you are trying to work with a rule card and you're like getting a little stumped. First things first, stay calm. <laughs> There's nothing worse than you getting a little anxious or aggravated or annoyed and trying to interact and deal with a student, right? When you're not calm and composed, it's hard for them to manage their behavior. So you really want to just keep your calm, keep your cool. Your patience and your demeanor are going to make a huge difference here. Second thing is just have a conversation with the student. Take a moment to have a private conversation. Please don't call out a student's behavior in front of the entire class because that could cause a bigger problem. So kind of move away from the other students or pull the student over to the side, use a quiet voice, use active listening and try to understand exactly what's going on here, why we're not following the rule and if they have a need that's not being met. Next is to reteach and review. And I said this before, right? you are going to cover this rule card over and over and over again. You're going to revisit the specific rules that a student is struggling with, and you're going to make sure they understand the expectation. And you're going to do it over and over and over and over again, and that's okay. <laughs> Next, if things feel like they're not working out, take a pause and recognize that, well, not all students are the same, and not all tools are going to work consistently with every type of student. 
So it might be time to adapt and modify. You might want to modify your approach or adapt the tool. You just want to figure out exactly what's not working and help to figure and help work it out so that it will work with every student or the student that you're struggling with. And then next, don't forget, we are reinforcing with positivity. We are not reinforcing with punishment. When a student breaks a rule, there's not a terrible punishment and horrible consequence. Instead, we are reinforcing with positivity. That means that we want to catch our students following the rules and provide a ton of positive praise in that moment. Remember, I think my, my mom always used to say this, right? It's easier to catch flies with honey. So yeah, we want positivity. We want a little sweetness here. We don't want to be negative. That is not going to catch any flies. <laughs> All right. So if things don't go as planned, just remember, it's not the tool sometimes as much as how we are implementing that tool. Okay, so I think it is super helpful to have a couple specific situations where you might use a visual rule card with a student with a special need. So I just, that way you can kind of get a better understanding of how you can tailor the tool to meet the student. So let's say we have a disruptive student, right? We have a student who tends to be a little, you know, disruptive, talkative in class. You might have a visual rule card that outlines the specific behavior expectations that they are held account to during instructional time where the disruptions are mostly happening. And this might include like reminders to raise your hand or actively listen to the teacher or maintain a quiet voice during lessons. Maybe those are the three rules you want to target. And when you see that your student is getting a little disruptive, you might walk over to their general work area and point to the rules as a reminder. Because a lot of times that disruptive student is just handling a little bit of that impulse control and we're going to redirect them back to the rules and expectations. And then as soon as they're giving you that compliance, you are going to pop in with that positive praise, right? I am so glad you are following the rules and be specific with the rule they're following. I am so glad you are actively listening right now. I know that's going to help you. I, I appreciate that you've raised your hand right now. Thank you so much. So make sure that you've got that positive praise coming in for the disruptive student. Now, you might have a student who is engaging in self-stimulation or self-injury, right? In which case, you might have a visual rule card because you're trying to offer an alternative strategy for this self-regulation that's that they're struggling with. Maybe you want them to take deep breaths or use a fidget tool when they're feeling anxious. So on your rule card, that might be the visual supports that you have present. It might not be don't hit yourself. It might be take deep breaths. It might not be, you know, don't bite your yourself. It might be use a fidget tool. And that way, the student has a reminder right in front of them of the strategies that they can use to do that self-regulation and stay away from self-injurious behaviors. So that's another way to use a rule card. Third way here, and... Sometimes we have students <laughs> who are a little maybe off task. I like for students who are off task to pair their visual rule card with a token board because it allows me to give that positive reinforcement and help keep them on track. Maybe the instructions to them are to stay seated or to stay focused or to ask for help when they need it. And then because I'm using that token board, when I see them doing the right thing, I can reward them for on task behavior. And that usually begets more on task behavior. So these are just a couple of scenarios to help you kind of see where the rule card might benefit your students and how it can address a few different types of behavior challenges. Remember that visual is a reference not only for you, 
uh, or not only for your student, but also for you, right? For you to be able to easily remind students of the rules and expectations. And if you think that all of your students know all of the rules all of the time, I hate to break it to you, they probably don't. <laughs> and that's why a visual rule card is just so powerful and so helpful, especially for us special ed teachers. Use it as an early intervention because it can really be a game changer. And at this time of year, when things get a little squirrely. <laughs> it's always good to know that you've got the best tool in your toolkit to address student behavior and get everybody back on track. Don't forget, you can take a look at some visual rule cards and get a couple of more scenarios and helpful tips right over on the website at noodlenook.net. If you're looking for this specific article, just search for a visual rule card and you should be able to find it. Before we wrap up, I want to invite you to join the tens of thousands of other teachers just like you who are getting valuable tips and insights right in their inbox. By subscribing to the Noodle Nook newsletter at www.noodlenook.net slash inbox, you will stay in the loop and keep those teaching gears turning. So hop on over and join the community today. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode and don't want to miss out on any more great content, be sure that you hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to us. All right, y'all, it's Io here at Noodle Nook reminding you to stay strong and teach on.